0: ever wished that you could hear other people's conversations about being a disciple of Jesus? About the ups and downs, successes and failures, strengths and struggles of becoming more like Jesus. Not in an intrusive, eavesdropping, nosy, creepy kind of way, of course, but in a way that gives you insight and encouragement as you learn what it means to become more like Jesus. Well, Welcome to The Para Podcast. We're told to love our neighbors eight different times in the Bible. Jesus even says the greatest commandment is to love God with all you have and love your neighbor as yourself, which, he said, sums up all of the Old Testament. That is huge. In fact, it's so huge that it kind of paralyzes a lot of people. What does it look like for disciples to love their neighbors in real life? Well, we've got Bryce Gernand, Ryan Pennywell, and Sarah Britton on this episode because they are great at loving their neighbors, the people where they live, work, learn, and play. They each have an approach that is a little bit different from each other, and that approach is Really guided by how they're wired, where they live, and what comes naturally to them. So, as you listen, ask God to show you one step that you can take to become more generous in loving your neighbors. Let's get started. Okay, so I want to start the conversation by just Making sure that we're all on the same page about what we mean when we use the word neighbor. Because in our culture, when we use the word neighbor, we tend to think of the people who live right next door um, or across the street or in the same neighborhood, right? But that's not necessarily what we're talking about here. So as we get ready to talk about loving your neighbors and how you do and what you love about it and how you're growing through it, uh, let's first start by talking about who counts as your neighbor. So like Bryce, why don't you kick us off with that?
1: Yeah. So we oftentimes go geography and our geography is like a small circle. We think of the person to either side of our house and across the street or or, or whatever, you know, sometimes I think that our minds go there and in scripture, Jesus really opened, you know, his listeners minds about who a neighbor is. And, um, maybe, our listeners don't know the story but he's talking to some individuals who are really trying to keep in that geography focus right mm-hmm. they're they're trying to get to okay my neighbor are the pe- my neighbors are the people who look like me and mm-hmm. act like me mm-hmm. and sound like me and believe like me and Jesus um, tells them a story which G- he's so good at that right and mm-hmm. he tells them a story that even if you're not real steeped in scripture You've probably heard the story or you've heard the phrase of the good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. And the hero of that story ends up being, not the hero, but the one who really lives like a neighbor is the one who, um, when Jesus is speaking to these individuals, they would have been like, oh, a Samaritan, you know, because they just <laughs> yeah. hated Samaritans. Mm-hmm. And and the Samaritan ends up being the one who acts like a neighbor to the person that he didn't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a guy who's dying in a ditch. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's the one that shows up and goes, I don't even know this man, but th- he just happens to be the one in front of me right now mm. in need. And I'm going to, Respond mm. in a mm-hmm. neighborly way and love and and help him bandage his wounds, pay for his stay mm-hmm. and it's just a cool story, and Jesus opens people's minds about what it looks like to be a neighbor beyond geography mm-hmm. and beyond the limits of that radius, right
0: and beyond like people who look like me and think like me and totally, yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Any other thoughts to add to that, Sarah or Ryan?
2: I just think of uh when Jesus is on the cross and he has a man next to him and we think of geography and we think of proximity and how close someone is to us. And here Jesus is, he has no connection with him, but he's, he's in close proximity because they're in the same place Mm -hmm. and he lays down everything and says, you will be with me in paradise. Mm -hmm. And I just think like, how can we do that in our day to day life? So maybe you're at the grocery store and someone's next to us. How can we live like Jesus in that moment, even mm-hmm. though we might not know that person?
1: Mm-hmm. That's cool. To, I mean, I've never thought of Jesus on, in the guy on the cross being the neighbor yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. That's cool. And I think what you're saying is proximity versus geography, yeah. right? yeah. So I think... I think people's minds limit to geography, the people yeah. around us. Yep. But proximity is a that's that's essentially what Jesus is talking about yep. with that story mm-hmm. of the good samaritan mm-hmm. and it's loving the person that's right in front of you that God brought yep. in your midst. That you, that moment may never happen ever again, mm-hmm. but here they are, here you are today. And that's proximity. Yep. And and that's what I think Jesus was after and that's that's a great example. Yep. That's good.
0: I've been slowly trying to like get inroads with my neighbors you know through acts of service and like that's that's a type of proximity, but it happens repeatedly over time versus the example isn't it funny how often we go to the person next to you in line at the grocery store? <laughs> uh, so yeah, the proximity has like some layers to it um, but keeping an open mind about what proximity can be and that you can, love your neighbor who you're next to for, if you if you do scan, what is that called? Shop and scan, you're next to them for like 30 seconds. If you don't, you're next to them for like 45 minutes, probably at the grocery store because <laughs> lines take forever. Anyway, Sarah, would anything yeah, to add?
3: Yeah, actually. So I feel like my neighboring journey has been kind of opposite actually. So I've always heard, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. And to me, that has always meant love others love everyone Mm -hmm. and so you know i'm going through this journey how can i serve how can i donate how can i volunteer how can i help the needy and then i discovered i came upon the book called the art of neighboring and Mm. it said what if when jesus said to love your neighbor he met your actual Mm. neighbor Mm. and i think about it i've been trying to reach out to to people I do not know the first names of the person who lives right next door to mm, me. Mm-hmm. And those are the chances now I'm learning. Those are where you can build deep connections oh, sure. that last, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you can make. Not that the other isn't good and important, but it's it's different. And it was very eye-opening to me to just think of loving your neighbor in a literal sense and in a, mm-hmm. whole, a whole different way.
0: Hmm. I love that. We have a, we have a great like variety of perspectives of who your neighbor can be. I've read a book that defines your neighbor as, you know, the people you encounter where you live, work, learn, and play, which I think is also pretty expansive depending on how broad of the circle gets, you know, when you consider where you live, work, learn, and play. Uh, so for people like me, like that's not very broad because a lot of it centers on our church. But for people like my son, like he's kind of all over the place. And so like, it's the gym or now the Y, or, uh, he, he's a delivery man. So like he delivers to people all over Michigan or this part of Michigan. So like, he's literally has opportunities to love these neighbors and these people in proximity, but then we also live in a neighborhood. Right. And so we've got those people, uh, to build relationships with as well.
2: I was thinking as as you guys were talking about neighbors and I've never lived in a neighborhood per se, but like Sarah's talking about actually loving your neighbor next to you. Mm -hmm. And we hear about those crazy neighbors that you can't even walk out your front door Mm -hmm. without them being like, Hey Susie. And, uh, (laughs) like, I just wonder if, if we do have a tainted view of that neighbor mentality, because, of Hollywood or because of Mm -hmm. a negative impact. And I think if we took a step back and looked at how Jesus loved, I mean, he had those interactions too and he still loved through it. So Mm -hmm. how can we use him as an example and, and not be scared to go somewhere because we're afraid of X, Y, and Z, um, Mm -hmm. but love through it.
1: Well, and the last, because I'm sure you're going to ask us something else, right? But like yeah. the last thing I would say too, in regards to what we've been saying, it's it's a both and, yeah. right? It's a both and. It's, it's the person, if you have the opportunity to live in a neighborhood, it is the person in close proximity, but you also can't neglect the people that you come in contact with every day. Now, I would say this too. Um, So like Sarah, what you were talking about, and and because we, Mandy and I think this way as well, sometimes I think we as a society can be so good at, oh, I'm going to gather these clothes and, and hand them out to this organization. And then that then is going to disperse them to people I've never met. Right. That's awesome. Or food, same thing. I'm going to, we're going to get this food. I'm going to hand it out to somebody who I may never see again. And, and we have gotten better at that but those same individuals i wonder if they look at the person who lives right next to them like you said i wonder if they even know their name you know i wonder if they've ever had a conversation with them i wonder if they have ever had a chance to serve them you know and so we can look at this high arching view of like this Man, I get, to, I get to dive in and serve and make an impact and then leave and shut my garage door, close my blinds, and no one ever has to talk to me. Well, are we then still the neighbor that God's calling us to be and asking us mm-hmm. to be? That's a question we have to ask ourselves because if, if we're not doing it to the people right around us, and we see that as our space. And mm-hmm. that's my space. And that's my little kingdom that I'm going to go and retreat into. And I can go foster God's kingdom elsewhere with people that I don't have to be intimate with, right. Or relational with for the most part, but are we going to do that with the people who are going to see us in our sweatpants, you know, and, and see <laughs> us when we might raise our voice at our kids or see us when we haven't mowed our lawn in uh, the time that they wanted us to, you know, like, can mm-hmm. we be vulnerable with those people and be neighborly with those people? Cause I think that's the real challenge, but mm-hmm. anyways, we'll talk more about that.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And and the one thing I want to keep in mind is it's easy for me living in a, in a neighborhood for like geographic proximity, right? Like I literally have a neighbor on each side of me and a whole street of neighbors like across the street. It's really easy for me to find opportunities to connect with them. But there are people whose closest neighbor is a mile away or two miles away because they live way out in the country and they literally like, they never see their neighbors because of the nature of living out in the country. You might need to be more creative or more intentional than someone like me would have to be to find those opportunities, but they still exist. So like that proximity thing uh, that Ryan talked about is is still really key. But if you don't have a next door neighbor and your neighbor is down the road, like your your physical proximity kind of neighbor to build those lasting relationships with, doesn't mean that you can't. Uh, Just means it might be a little more outside
1: of the box for you, figuring out how to do that than it is for folks like me. That's where the work, play, learn kind of parts come in. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. And it
3: takes intention too. Mm. And it takes kind of retraining what we have come to be as a society. So if we are making dinner or fixing something in the garage and we don't have something we need, our first instinct is jump in the car and go to the store. We get what we need. Mm. Well, it used to be the first place you go is your neighbor's house yeah. hey do you have a cup of sugar mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. that's what what we can think of and mm-hmm. and and then trying to find ways to put yourself kind of out there i have always said dogs and children are the the easiest ways to make neighbors because they take out that awkwardness. So so if you're out walking your dog or your dog is out in the yard, it's like, Oh, Hey, sorry, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. (laughs) Or I've, I've done this several times. Kids, I made something for the neighbors. You should go drop it off at their door, (laughs) you know, and leave it and then run away and make it a game. It's like, I'm not comfortable yet. I'm not ready to go up and knock on their door, but my kids think it's great. So I'll use them all (laughs) the time. So if you need to get a neighbor, get a dog or a kid and and (laughs) you're going. (laughs) Uh,
1: Could I use your dog for a second? That's so funny.
0: So so that's a great segue into, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. What are just some practical ways that you have or some simple ways that you have practiced
1: loving your neighbor? Sarah, why don't you pick up on some of those things that you you can start us off? Yeah.
0: So ding dong ditch okay.
3: with goodies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I think first it starts with physically putting yourself out there. A lot of us, like we've talked about, we go to and from in our cars, we go in, shut the garage, we stay inside. And depending on your location, again, like we've said, I live in the country. And so I have, I do have two neighbors, one on each side, but they're Decently far away, and mm-hmm. I have no one else. I like to take a lot of walks, mm-hmm. and I try to do that very often and things like that, and just kind of playing in your front yard with your kids instead of the mm-hmm. backyard, mm-hmm. making yourself a little more open. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you if be careful what you pray for because <laughs> if you pray, all right, God, give me some opportunities yeah. oh they're they're gonna mm-hmm. come. So the yeah. next time you're on your walk and you see the neighbor that you don't know yeah. get ready. Cause you're supposed to interact with
1: them. Well, and I think you see those opportunities because yes. Y- yes, the opportunities come, but I think they're always there. Right. Yeah. But because you're praying about it, your eyes are opened and ready for them, you know, and mm-hmm. you can see them. Yeah. That's great. That's a great thing. We've
3: started doing something every year because we do, we live on a lot of land in the country. Um, and our family really likes fireworks on the 4th of July. Mm. So, as both trying to be a good neighbor and saying heads up (laughs)
1: literally (laughs) yeah heads up
3: um i'm sorry if your dogs are going to be upset but we're shooting off fireworks but also hey bring your lawn chair over Mm. and join us and it's kind of turned into a thing so we have people from all down our street Mm. you know every year just come and i put a little tiny thing in their mailbox each year like okay Here we go. The Britons are going to be the annoying neighbors, but why don't you join us? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then when, again, when we think of gathering and doing these things, yeah, I want to invite my neighbors who are right around me, but I think I want to invite the people I love and who I do life with too. So I'm also pulling from my community, Mm -hmm. the people who I'm best friends with day in and day out and doing Mm -hmm. life with, and they're going to join me too. So it's a neighbor gathering Mm -hmm. of both near and far it's community in the sense that it's physically where you are and you know, who you know and love.
2: And I I love what you said there is um, you're not keeping your pockets of people separated. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're, you're putting yourself out there, but you're also bringing your neighbors with your friends and you're just making it all one thing. Cause I think too, oftentimes we can, We can have barriers up of, oh, this is my work, my work neighbors. This is my neighbor neighbors. This is my church neighbors. Like break those barriers down so that it can be a community.
3: Absolutely. I'm all about that. We all go to a different church. We all Mm -hmm. live in a different actual city. You know, my, Mm -hmm. my address is Charlotte and my friends live in the town of Olivet, but we're all, you know, it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. We're all in the same community and we're all there rooting for each other.
1: That's cool. I think what you said, Sarah, about praying for opportunities is huge um, because one, I think God provides them, but two, I think they're always there and we're just more uh, receptive to them and aware of them because God wants to share his love with his people, right? He, He wants to share his love with his creation. So one of our high five active reach partnerships is partnering with God to reach your neighbors, to be a blessing to them. And when we're praying for those opportunities, God wants to share his love with people. And so, um, he's going to give us those opportunities. We're going to see those opportunities. And so it's not like I'm praying all the time for that, but you pray it just even a little bit and Mm -hmm. you start to Mm -hmm. really open your eyes to what's around you. And my wife is way, Mandy is way better at this than I am. But I think we both really try to be intentional about, um, is there a tool that I need that I could go buy, don't have, may not ever use it again? Could I just go ask Tom down the street, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could. Is there, um, is there an opportunity to, to strike up a conversation, to, to show my neighbors that I care? And yes, I do want them to know Jesus. I do. I really do. But I really want them to know that I, I love them you know and i i want to be their friend regardless of where they stand with with jesus regardless of how you know one of my neighbors he'll, he'll remind me I just want to remind you, I'm not very religious, you know? And I'm like, (laughs) I totally know that. Yeah. And that's not, that's, that's not an issue with me. And, uh, and I think he knows that he knows at this point that I'm a pastor. And so he just wants to put that out there every time. And I'm like, listen, that's not what I'm here for. Right. Like I love you. And, uh, and I I really think you're a great guy. And so it's just looking for any opportunity to serve any opportunity to help out any opportunity to, man, it looks like they're struggling, man, they have down branches or they couldn't. Plow their their driveway, Mm -hmm. or pick up their leaves, or they have little kids, and we have an above ground pool. Let's use this as an opportunity to have them, you know. And so there's there's just so many opportunities to just be yourself Mm -hmm. and to just make yourself available to uh, the people around you. So um, just finding those opportunities and be just going after them.
3: I think a lot of times too, we might see the opportunity. But what we need to pray for is the courage.
0: Sure, I was going to say the same thing. It's yeah,
3: it's scary, mm-hmm. you know. Again, that's why I send my kids next door <laughs> because I'm not ready to yeah. go up and introduce myself and interact. So mm-hmm. we need to pray for the courage to do that, yeah. to mm-hmm. actually take the step, make the first move. One of the times that my husband and I were out for a walk, you know, we saw the neighbors out in the yard, and I'm like, okay here we go, let's do it. So we walked down the driveway. They're out fiddling around with stuff in their garage. And we just said, hey, hello, you know. And long story short, the next day, my husband is over there helping them build their deck because (laughs) they had no idea. He's super handy and can build anything. Mm. And we had no idea. They were really struggling with a part of it, you That's know, awesome. like mm-hmm. couldn't figure it out, couldn't get this, just really having a hard time. They're older, you know, both of, both of these things, again, this, this came directly from prayer, mm. you know, right after mm-hmm. we prayed, okay, here we go. And there have been a few different interactions from then on, you know, that have, it's like it started with that one moment of courage to walk down the driveway mm-hmm. and say, hi.
1: And you know what's so funny about that, Sarah is like, you're like, uh, you know, I'm just not quite ready, and there's a little bit of fear, and it's it's funny because you go, what are we afraid of? You know, like really, what are we afraid of? What's the worst thing that can happen? Get off my lawn, you know. Okay, yeah. well, I guess he's not ready to have me interact yeah. with him. You know, I mean, we get we get so afraid, and I think some of that fear comes from the fact that. We are such an individualistic society, Mm -hmm. and so um, this is my space. I have my address and everything here belongs to me. And so we have such an individualistic society. And I think um, the last couple of years has only accentuated that. It's Mm -hmm. only made that even worse, you know, to where, man, I don't want to overstep my bounds and maybe that's too forward. And, you know, and I think of not that we're not that we can all of a sudden snap our fingers and pray some little prayers or even big prayers and become a collectivist society, sure. like in Africa, you know, but I th- I do, I think of, we, we took a trip to Africa not too long ago. I can think of one individual who this, this elderly man, we were planning on visiting somebody else and they weren't there. And then we just are walking down the way he's making dinner and we're like, Hey, can we come in? visit your house. You know, That I mean, the, the church leaders are saying that and he's like, come on in. So we walk into this small little house. It's incredibly dark. I don't even know where I'm, I'm hitting my head on the ceiling. Mm. He's making dinner. He like, and he just welcomes us right in. Well, that was not foreign to them at all, right? Mm. That's just how they live their lives. And we're so afraid to walk on to a, Driveway, you know, mm-hmm. or to ring a doorbell. And I'm not faulting us for that. We're, we all have that, mm-hmm. but it's because of the society that we live in. And I just don't think, I just don't think it's supposed to be that way. We have a bunch of trees
0: on our, on our property. So like I spend hours outside every fall taking care of the leaves. And, I push mow our lawn because I like push mowing the lawn cause it's not too big and it's just, it's just good to get outside. And I'm that guy, you know, who's like, look at the lawn. It looks fantastic. I'm happy. So for me, it was like, I, I spend lots of time from the spring through the fall praying for opportunities while I'm outside in my yard. And we have a couple of neighbors that walk the neighborhood uh, a lot when it's warmer out. So I was praying for opportunities, praying for opportunities. And this neighbor lady walks by and I wave and I keep mowing my lawn and I don't stop. And then she comes by again and I wave again. And then, and then God is like, hello, how many times do I need to have her walk by your house? And so like the courage to just stop what I'm doing, the conviction really to stop what I'm doing. And then the courage to strike up a conversation. I pray for those opportunities Uh, when God gives them to me, like God opened my eyes to them so I can see that this thing that's happening right now, as simple as it is, I didn't even have to walk in my neighbor's driveway. She walked in front of my house, you know, but then I need to actually stop and create the space to embrace the courage to have the conversation. So that simple little bit of intentionality, that's so important. So important. And that's where I freeze the back to the proximity thing. That's where I freeze in those moments because I, I get this like, Oh, I should talk to, I should talk to that person in line. I should say hello. I should just be friendly. Like maybe this is the only moment of kindness that person's going to have in a day. Maybe it's not, I don't know. And then I just stand there and I don't say a thing because I am too afraid. And our society has taught us
2: that it's the thought that counts. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I know that's, yeah cliche and somewhat a joke but sometimes we think that like we think oh okay i'll do it next time yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and then the next time comes i'll do it next time um yeah but i think with all this there's there's some things of like how how can we do it with no expectations like going going into it with courage but no expectations no agendas no no any of that, like we just have to go in and love and go in and, and be neighborly. Um, Mm -hmm. because as soon as we start trying to push an agenda or count how many times I took them (laughs) cookies before they brought me cookies or how many times I weed whacked their lawn because they didn't weed whack their lawn. Uh, they should weed whack my lawn type of thing. (laughs) Like just little things like that. We, we can't go into loving, each other with expectations of something yeah. in return.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And there's uh, there's one neighbor I have, and there's times where I interact with them, and it's it's a good reminder for me that God wants to make Himself known, mm-hmm. and so it's not on my shoulders. He wants to He wants to use me, right? He wants to use us, but God wants to make Himself known, and so there's times where I walk away and I go, God. I love this person, but you love them even more than I do. Mm. And if you want to make yourself known to them through me, mm-hmm. you're just going to have to do your work, right? You're going to have to make it happen. I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to love the person in front of me and build a relationship with them because I I, because I like them, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. because they're near me and because that's good. And if you want to do something more than that, then you do your work, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I, think, I think going into it with that is is excellent. I think having the understanding that he might tell you to do more and you have to be okay with it. Um, because sometimes those interactions will be just very surface and, Mm -hmm. uh, very like not Mm -hmm. about Jesus at all. And Mm -hmm. then sometimes it'll be, they'll share something and you have the answer to their problem Mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to Mm -hmm. share share it at that moment. So, uh, be listeners before, speakers yeah. talkers
3: I think that that's what we have to remember too as believers. It, we're not trying to we don't want to go into this like okay, how can I invite these people to church? How can I tell them, you know, everything that I know and that I believe? Simply love, mm-hmm. simply open up to a relationship and God will take the rest. There's a story in the book The Art of Neighboring which I can't say enough about I just love it. But um it's talking about these neighbors who got to know each other. They even had dinner at each other's homes and then all of a sudden one night the husband says, "Yeah, you know, I this knife that I'm cutting dinner with, you know, it's it's really really great." And then he brings out his display of knives for sale for only 99.99, <laughs> 99, you know. It's like hmm so and then you know, dinners yeah. didn't continue after that. Yeah, so sure. don't wow. don't try to sell your yep. sell your neighbor's knives. Yeah. <laughs> I <Just>,
0: love <laughs> that. Just or ba-
2: vacuums or- yeah. 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 The
0: just phrase don't. the phrase I've heard that I love is when you put the gospel cart ahead of the neighboring horse, so to speak, you run the risk of making your neighbor feel like a project instead of a person. Absolutely. And God didn't call us to start projects. <laughs> He calls us to love our neighbors, right? To love people. Uh, that's great. I love that. I've never heard that kind of comparison, but wow, that's so. You know, good.
1: here's here's what just real quick. Mm-hmm. What's cool? Like, I think I just thought I just had a thought about Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, man, did did Jesus didn't have projects, right? And we see that Jesus didn't have projects because he actually allowed people to walk away from him, you know? Mm. And so like rich young ruler comes to Jesus and Jesus tells him, Hey, this is what, this is what you need to do, right? Um, he cuts to the chase. This is what you need to do. And if the rich young ruler was a project, Jesus would have chased after him. Yeah. He would have made it all about this decision that, you, oh, you've got to make this. You walk, yeah. follow me and do this thing. And and but Jesus allowed him to walk away, right? Because he just was present with him. He loved him through honesty and calling him higher, and ultimately he allowed that man to make whatever decision he wanted to make and he Mm -hmm. chose to walk away. Right. Mm -hmm. But Jesus loved that man, you know, and he didn't treat him as a, project mm-hmm. right and so he didn't run after him me you know, th- yeah. make the pot sweeter you yeah. know or anything right. like that right. like jesus was like you, you know sign what?
2: on in the next 30 minutes <laughs> yeah, we'll also throw exactly. in a... maybe yeah. you
1: don't have to sell everything you have you know <laughs> yeah. just sell the things you don't like <laughs> uh, so um <laughs> and uh and so jesus just allowed it to happen you know mm-hmm. and so uh, nobody was a project mm. for jesus yeah.
3: we ask what are we so afraid of mm-hmm when anybody pulls in our driveway or <laughs> knocks on the door what are we we're all running and hiding Scrabbling. right kids we are yeah. not home yeah
1: we all do it
3: yeah so don't don't be the salesman yeah. you know yeah. don't yeah. don't be that
0: that's so great i i think part of it too is this this requires vulnerability like just being available to people or Putting yourself out there to start a conversation, like there's this underlying kind of fear of rejection, I think, that a lot of people have. And I don't want to put that on everybody, but a lot of people have it. And whether it's a conscious thought or it's in our subconscious, it's like, yeah, hey, but what if I but what if I go and try to strike up a conversation? And it's awkward or we don't hit it off or, or they don't like me. And we just got to, like, like you said earlier, Sarah, like just start. God will take it, you know?
1: Well, and I do think too. Like, I mean, you said start a conversation. I think that might be the most intimidating thing for people is mm-hmm. is striking up conversations. Um, well, does it have to start with a conversation? Yeah, you no. Not I mean, and, and I think when we start there, hi, my name is James. Um, so you guys live over there? Cool. Uh, no, what's your last name? Um, cool. How many kids do you have? I mean, that is awkward. Yeah, That's sure. really awkward. Sure. It's weird, but to that's why those opportunities are so great mm-hmm. those opportunities to love and serve and bring and you know invite and um because then you're 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 centering it around something sure. instead of just yeah. trying to like fumble into a conversation yeah. with somebody that for the last 5 years you haven't talked to yeah. you know and now all yeah. of a sudden you're interested in them yeah. because God laid something on your heart right yeah. and so yeah conversations are really hard yeah. um, but can you center it around a barbecue? Can you center it around sure. the game that's on? Can you center it around the leaves that need gathered? <laughs> I you- was going to say, I can't tell you how many conversations in my neighborhood start with,
0: well, the <laughs> leaves are falling again. Yeah. Like, oh my word, every year, so many. But those so often wind up going into all kinds of other things. And-
1: well, because then you, you you say something like, hey, we just live down the street. I mean, we haven't met, and I'm mm-hmm. so sorry we haven't met, but um, mm-hmm. we just we saw that you'd needed some help with this and we're glad to be able to help if you you ever have anything. I mean, if you need anything, just come on down. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the conversation isn't this awkward, you know? Um, Okay. Now when do I leave? Like, (laughs) when do I, when can I exit this kind you know, it's just, it's just natural at that point.
3: Yeah. It'll be easier if you find the things that you are naturally good at and that you love and use it. So again, if, you're, if you bake stuff, I'm all about secretly leaving little
1: things. And that's good, yeah.
3: You know, mailbox, I think that's probably technically illegal. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think it is, but we won't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah,
3: I do it all the time. Or, you know, like hang something on the door and leave some flowers or, you know, leave some treats, leave a card, drop a letter in the mailbox. Um, yeah. And then, James, like you were mentioning, I think it's about putting our priorities in the right order as well. Mm -hmm. We get, I think sometimes out in the yard and we're doing our projects Mm -hmm. and we all know we don't have enough time to do everything that we want to do. So when I'm seeing the neighbor walk by, should I stop? Should I stop what I'm doing? Cause I finally have gotten my time. Mm -hmm. This is finally my free day. It's a weekend, no work. You know, this is my one chance. I've got to get this project done Mm -hmm. or do I put down my hammer Mm-hmm. not mine. Do I make my husband put down his <laughs> hammer? Do we go up and say, Hey, do the dogs want to play? You know, that's one thing again. See, I'm back mm-hmm. to do- dogs and kids.
1: Are you guys Amish? I, I don't, I mean, not many people use hammers even anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not Amish. No. I sometimes wish Most I Most people wasn't. do. <laughs> do they? Yeah. Yeah. Hammer? Yeah. 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 I'm with, I, we're DIYers. With yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All so, right. Sorry. Yeah. 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 so, you know, invited them, of course. So now I've wasted, wasted, yeah, a half hour standing talking to the neighbors while our dogs are playing, playing. in the yard,
1: <laughs> and just that you you did. Quote, I did air, air quotes, did air quotes, yeah. Quotes, wasted, unwasted. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. so yeah. people could know that. Yeah, uh, I could hear the air quotes. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Anyway, keep going by the
3: by the tone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But really, what were you doing in that in that time? so much more mm-hmm. so much more than mm-hmm. finishing your project and just to jump back real quick not having an expectation of okay every I'm gonna make deep long-lasting relationships with mm-hmm. all of my neighbors open yourself up put it out there and be okay with sometimes the results are it's not gonna be reciprocated totally ever mm-hmm. it's it's just not. Mm-hmm. And that's okay.
1: Well, and you've never, I mean, and yes, and, but you've, we've never been to ever yet, right? <laughs> sure. Ever, yeah. is, ever is way in the future. Now you may have tried to build a relationship with someone and then they moved away and it really never did happen ever. Right. Right. But with the ones who are still around you, you've never been to ever yet you know? And so you don't know, you don't know what God's going to do. Um, and what opportunities he may bring up down the road when tragedy strikes or when a need arises or, um, you you just never know. Yeah. So, but I agree. You do have to leave the re again, air quotes results on the table and just leave it there. Love on your neighbor for the sake of loving
0: on your neighbor. Like, and that's it. Don't, expect or shoot for anything higher than that. Cause it's really just that simple as we're talking expectations
2: and, and James, you, you hit on rejection a little bit. So mm-hmm. expectations and rejection mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So if, and when God might possibly place it on your heart to share the good news mm-hmm. with your neighbor, mm-hmm. with whoever you come in contact with, know that if they reject it, they aren't rejecting you. Hmm. Like God can take it. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like you can't share the good news because you're afraid that they're going to reject you. Like they might not be open to it, but if God's calling you to plant that seed, like let it be and Mm -hmm. let it walk away and still love that person as a person Mm -hmm. who knows what will come of that. So
0: that's great. This, this whole conversation has been full of, just really good advice. Try this and do this, you know, and it's a charge to the people who are listening, but there's a return on that investment. What blessings have you guys received in your simple acts of loving your neighbors?
3: I have a lot to share. (laughs)
0: It's
3: good. It's good. Uh, So Christmas time is always joyful and Perfect, right? No, it's very stressful. So, uh, one of those times where I don't know, putting the kids to bed and I look in my son's backpack and realize I've missed the paper that says I have volunteered to send in three dozen <laughs> unfrosted sugar cookies ready to bake the mm. next morning. Uh, you know, and it was just kind of the last straw, just one mm-hmm. of those moments where. I needed to break down. It was another thing. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. In pulls my neighbor in the driveway randomly, totally, totally randomly. She says, I really love to bake cookies, but my hands just can't take the decorating anymore. I thought maybe your kids would like to decorate <laughs> these all of these three dozen plain sugar cookies. <laughs> I cried. I cried. It was amazing. Put them in the backpack and then I wrote a note saying, you have no idea how much that was a blessing to me. Yeah, It it was just, just what I needed Uh right there.
1: There is something about loving the place you're going to Mm -hmm. like your destination, Mm -hmm. your home. There's something about loving that place. And I, and I hope people are able to, we all have different, living situations. Right. Mm-hmm. And and not everybody's able to love the place they live in, you mm-hmm. know, but if you're able to, that's awesome. What a blessing to be able to love the house that you live in. But there's something about turning onto our neighborhood and loving the street. And I can truly say, I love pulling into our street. Like I love pulling into our street. Ryan, what? any, any thoughts to close
0: us out?
2: Yeah. Um, being okay with receiving those blessings as you're blessing others. And, in this time, we we had eight or nine kids. Okay. Nine kids. Yeah, we had nine kids at mm-hmm. the time. Um, it was one of those things where we had a vehicle that was functioning, but it wasn't big enough, and someone blessed us with a larger vehicle so that we could bless other people. It's just cool to see God pour out through other people as you're pouring out through yourself yourself. And mm-hmm. it's just this beautiful mosaic piece
0: that yeah. is awesome. So you don't have to feel guilty about it. I, that's, that's one of the things I keep hearing, right? Like, that's not why I did this. Yeah, No, but God loves to bless us. Yeah. And so like a- allow it. Yeah. Allow it to happen. We like to wrap up each of these pair podcast episodes with prayer. And you're so passionate about neighboring that like before we push record, you were like, I love
1: this. I do. I
3: um, can talk all day.
0: So I was like, you know what? It would be awesome to have Sarah close us out with prayer. But if you're like, I don't really want to pray in a microphone, then I'll have somebody else do it.
3: I totally will. All right, you, cool. You could, you could do a backup prayer just in case. Oh,
1: whatever. <laughs> and you know and you know what's cool about that too is that that you you talked about the importance of just starting with prayer, right? Yeah, you absolutely. know? And so maybe even for those who are joining in maybe this is the beginning. So as Sarah's praying, you could even start with a simple prayer as well uh, as she's praying herself. So Mm. that's cool. Thanks for praying. Yeah. Go ahead and close us out with a prayer. Sarah.
3: Lord, thank you so much for where we live. Thank you for placing us where, right where you want us to be, whether we are talking about the person next door or the people we see on a regular basis in our communities, in our schools, in our grocery stores, Thank you for putting us there, and we pray that we can be used. We can be used through you and by you, and we pray for opportunities and for us to see those opportunities, and please give us the courage we need to take the first step, and give us some creativity. Sometimes that's what it takes when just walking up to someone and, and saying hi isn't going to work. Give us some outside of the box thinking, you know, maybe, maybe put some dogs in our paths if, <laughs> if we need them in our yards. Um, Lord, we know what this world could look like if everyone, everyone would love their neighbor through you. And we pray that one household at a time, starting with us, that that, that might happen. Thank you for everything you've given us. And we just pray that you give us what we need to keep going. And keep moving and keep loving our neighbors. In your name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you.